Hello, and welcome to the finale of this season of Just Talking, a podcast that contains, well, Just Talking. So for today's episode, I'm joined by a very special guest, my own mum, uh, to talk about two interesting topics that are very current right now, um, and I feel like a lot of the people that listen to this podcast will sympathise with. Um, so for the first topic, we're going to be talking about the GCSE experience of 2021 and also comparing that to my mum's own experiences with GCSEs. Um, and then for the second topic, we're going to be talking about new starts specifically aimed at A-levels and starting out in college or sick form. So yeah, without further ado, here we go. <laughs> Okay, and I'm joined by my mum, Rachel. Say hello. Hi. How are you? Um, a bit croaky, so you have to forgive my voice. With oh, COVID. Yeah, that's a good COVID disclaimer. Croak. Sorry? COVID croak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if any of us two like, start coughing or our voice goes or anything like that, it's because, as most of you know, um, both me and my mum have had COVID for this past sort of, like, week and a half. So do excuse that if that happens. Um, but yeah, so the first topic we're going to talk about today is um, something that obviously has affected my life and sort of many people that listen to this podcast's life over the past year. Um, and that is the sort of GCSE experience of 2021. Um, so where should we begin with that? Um, well, I suppose you could tell us how dreadful it's been for you because I know it's been pretty stressful hasn't it with uh, not knowing what you were going to do and whether you were going to actually take exams or not yeah okay we'll start there then um obviously this kind of like starts way back in sort of end of year 10 obviously at that point I was watching all the current year 11s of 2020 kind of going through all of their like GCSE struggles of it all being cancelled, everyone being a bit like taken aback that it's kind of like the first year that it's been cancelled. Um, so I was kind of reacting to that whilst also then kind of the slow uncertainty that would stick with me for the next sort of year and a half of yeah. whether my GCSEs would actually go ahead. Um, yeah. So that kind of started end of year 10, obviously those like six months off with no structure at all. Um, and kind of having to like learn by myself the things that they were kind of throwing at us um, to kind of keep us on track for our GCSEs because obviously at that time they still thought they were going ahead. Yes. Um, and yeah, just kind of that real uncertainty of I'm seeing all the current year 11s is kind of GCSEs fall apart before them. Is that going to happen to me? Yeah. Um. And then obviously, like going into September, that was a really sort of weird time because it was kind of that summer reset of, right, you've been off for six months. Let's just go back, all guns blazing into September. Um, you're in year 11 now. This is your final year. Let's push for it and do your GCSEs. Yeah. But then obviously, as we all know, including you, because you were kind of keeping up to date with the news on my behalf, weren't you? Yes. Um kind of that uncertainty of actually yeah but covid cases are raised uh rising sorry does that mean that the gcs are actually going to happen and everyone's like no no they're not going to get cancelled of course they're going to go ahead we're not going to let what happened last year happen again um 
So it's interesting to think, actually, before we kind of like go on to however many lockdowns were to come, what was your experience kind of like watching me go through all of this up until sort of September, October? I just felt really sorry for you and all your friends um, because, I mean, obviously no one has been through this before. It was a new thing for all of us. So I could understand that maybe the schools hadn't got anything in place properly. But um, I, I just, it, you know, watching you not struggling, but um, sort of being uncertain about what work you had to do, how you were going to do it. The communication between school and you wasn't great to begin with. It got much better later on. Yeah. Um, I, I just felt really sorry for you. I just thought it was quite a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. I think as well, like, I didn't think back then how bad that uncertainty and stress was going to become. Because obviously, if you think about it in this direction, like, the 2020 year 11s kind of, obviously, the whole, um, you know, the whole sort of system of the giving out of results and stuff was really unfair to begin with. And they obviously changed that and things. But yeah. to be honest, they in some way had it easier than we had it by the end of our year 11 because you know covid hit sort of march 2020 and no one saw it coming so the year 11s were kind of already preparing for their GCSEs knowing that they were going to happen because there was no reason not to think they were going to happen well and they'd done they'd done most of their coursework hadn't they they'd learned all the subjects it was just really exactly that they were just going to start to revise preparing for the exams whereas for you guys you know, almost a whole year of your learning was completely turned upside down. Oh, definitely. That's a good point. Yeah, because they'd have learnt everything by sort of February, March, and they only had like a few months until the actual exams. So they were ready and raring to go, really. Yes. But like you say, comparing uh, that to our year and obviously the year to come as well, we're both were still kind of being taught things in year 10, year 9, respectively. Um in the lockdown and that had great impact on then trying to come back in September and like recover from all of that and kind of almost reteach everything that we had to do in lockdown because about half of the people in my year didn't do any work no and then half of the people did do the work so it was kind of like for most people it was like oh my god we're just bored out of our minds repeating everything that we did in lockdown because there were some people that couldn't be asked to do it now, that's well, obviously excluding the people that, like, had, you know, technical problems. I was going to say, yeah. And some yeah, families yeah. had only one laptop to share between several children. I mean, it must have been a nightmare for, for some people. Oh, 100%. That's a completely different story. Like, you can understand and sympathise why they couldn't do the work. But for the people that had the technology, they had their phone, they had their tablet, a uh, good enough laptop to do work on, there's no reason why they couldn't do it. If it came down to, like, laziness or something, like, that's just, you know, we didn't know back then how bad the things were going to become and, like, the other lockdowns that were going to follow and things. So I think a lot of people just took it as, oh, this is time off. The chances are we weren't going to do our GCSEs, so I might as well not bother. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. I think it's quite hard, though, to keep up the self-motivation. You know, it was okay for few weeks and then when it drags on that's a long time to keep yourself motivated to to do the work if it's only you that's you know making you do it that's true I mean I remember me and you having a few conversations kind of 
when would it have been kind of like end of June early July kind of as our school in particular were kind of asking us to come in for like sort of once a week lessons almost yeah thinking oh my god we've been at home for like three months and I've you know been keeping up with the work but it's got to the point now where like you say you kind of become demotivated and it's like why am I still doing this when I don't even know one what school is going to be like when we go back in September because no one kind of really said anything yeah or two the overarching question of is this actually going to amount to anything with GCSEs or not yes um so kind of like following on from then September obviously you know the whole restrictions and stuff uh sort of two-way sorry the one-way system which was an absolute nightmare I know a lot of my friends thought that um but kind of all those like changes going back into it, we kind of were like, right, okay, this is going to be our new normal for a few months. Um, we've got to get used to that. And like I said, like a lot of us were kind of bored in those first few months because of having to kind of relearn everything that yeah. most of us had already done in lockdown. Um, but then again, you know, some things were difficult and it was nice to have the assistance of a teacher. Yes. Because obviously that was a big thing that was missing throughout that whole first lockdown. Yeah. Um. And then kind of like going into uh, the second lockdown, kind of November time, obviously that didn't affect education, but then obviously that uncertainty kept arising of GCSEs, are they going to get cancelled? And the government's like, no, no, they're not. You know, we thrive with our students to do exams and things, blah, 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 blah. Um, Christmas holidays, nice break. Um, For me in particular, a really nice kind of mental reset. Um, obviously before everything would kind of unfold again yeah yeah uh and go into the third lockdown um come sort of January to March um which I admit was better obviously everyone kind of started doing the whole Zoom and Teams a lot more this time around yes So, so that was much better and do you think I was better in the third lockdown than the first lockdown because of the whole sort of Teams effort they put into it um, I mean, personally, I, I was happier that you were having proper contact with the teachers. Um, you had much more of a structure to your day. But funny enough, I think for you, you kind of did really well during the first lockdown because you kind of did went at your own pace. Um, you could spend as much time on something as you wanted to. You weren't waiting for other people. Um, so I think actually that kind of suited you, which is probably a good thing because Obviously, those are the sort of skills that you'll need when you move to the next step to your A-levels. Yes. Um, but the, the contact with the school was really good. I, I was really happy with that. Mm-hmm. And it was just nice to kind of, like, be able to stay in contact with the teachers if I struggled with anything. Because obviously, yes. that was one of the biggest things and problems um, that we faced in the first lockdown is that we were getting all this work. And some of it was like bearable, you know, we understood and stuff and you could like send messages on our little show my homework system that we had at our school. Um, But then obviously we went back in September and those few months that we were actually at school, it really did remind me, oh my God, I need that teacher assistance. Yeah. So to then go into the lockdown uh, in January and, you know, yes, being a lockdown, but also have that assistance still in some form or another was definitely an improvement, 100%. Yeah. Um, And then just quickly to tie this whole sort of timeline up, obviously, kind of the next few months were a bit like, are they going to be cancelled or are they going to be not? The government then came out and said, right, this is what we're putting down. You're going to have less exams. You're going to be sort of uh, tested on half of the syllabus than you would in real GCSEs. 
And then that kind of begged the question of, okay, but our GCC is actually cancelled. It was kind of like a yes, no, maybe. Until finally they kind of formally came out and said, yes, GCSEs are cancelled. Um, and then for all of us year 11s, come sort of April, May, uh, we do our exams. Me personally, it felt very anticlimactic. Uh, like I didn't even feel like I was doing them. And I think a lot of my friends felt the same way. Um, and yeah, I guess that's kind of it. it. Takes us to results day. I'm yeah. really happy with my results. I know a lot of my friends are really happy with my results. I just want to say a big well done to everyone who has got their results this year because honest to God, like we've had a really tough time yeah. and to be able to get through all of this I mean just hats off to everyone it's amazing and definitely yeah. everyone deserves the grades that they've got 100% um so yeah so that's kind of my GCSE experience 2021 in a nutshell but obviously having you on here um is really good because now I can ask you kind of your experience with GCSE and obviously factoring in COVID as well but like how does that differ your experience from GCSEs today? Um, well I was the second year to do GCSEs when they first came in millions of years ago um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I thought that for me anyway they were a really good idea because the whole purpose was that a lot of it was coursework that you could build up your um to show how well you were doing or in a subject and it wasn't just reliant on doing an exam yeah um, and for me I'm somebody who got really nervous in exam conditions um information kind of went in one ear and out the other I wasn't very good at remembering facts so to be able to show that I could do the specific subject by doing coursework and essays etc was much better for me um, I just think it's a shame that over the years the coursework's really seemed to have slowed down because by the time you, even if you hadn't had COVID um, going on, it seemed a lot of your GCSEs were still very much exam-based. Oh, definitely. Um, which is a shame because the whole point of them was to have the coursework as well as the exams for those that find exam conditions really hard. So yeah. um, it'd be interesting to see actually what they do now because I sort of remember reading that they were going to change them again so it'd be interesting to see whether they go back to more how they were in my day or are they going to go back to almost the sort of o-level cse type exams well i think like that's an interesting point you make about kind of like coursework coming back because i think the one positive you could say about covid and the whole education system is that i think it's opened people's eyes to actually how much we're expected to know yeah um and kind of like that sort of the fact that they had to cut half the syllabus because, you know, we'd missed so much. It's kind of showing that, yes, it's doable. Obviously, we can learn everything as much as we can. And, you know, there's been, I don't know when the new GCSE specification came in. I think it's about 2016. So that's about three to four years of successful examinations with the syllabus and people, you know, doing really well. So it is possible. But I definitely think, like you say, it's a lot for someone who isn't specifically geared towards exam-based sort of assessments. Yeah. To then be tested on so much stuff that hasn't got any element of coursework or any element of tests throughout the two years that amounts to some sort of percentage of the grade in the final year. Yes. It's all just that one exam, that one chance at the end of the year. Yeah. And I definitely I definitely think that's something that 
like is a really stressful for a lot of people so I definitely think coursework should come back 100% yeah I hope it does I hope it does because I know a lot of children really find um as I say part part of it is if you haven't got a very good memory for facts um doesn't mean that you haven't done well during your two years of studying it just means you can't remember things yeah um which is a bit unfair really if you've worked really hard and you know you're really good at what you do then at least it showed when you could put your coursework in. Um, do, you, do you think that like GCSEs now are more difficult than they were when you took your GCSEs? Or do you think that's because, you know, things like coursework and stuff have been removed, it looks harder than it is? Or would you say it's kind of the same level of difficulty? I, I don't know. It's difficult to tell. I mean, they say every year that, that there are, the exams are meant to be getting harder all the time um I do the only thing I I would say having watched you go through it is that sometimes I felt they were rushing through to try and get all the syllabus done definitely um, and that that's not necessarily the best thing maybe that's too much pressure and then you don't get to learn the things properly because you're rushing through trying to get it all done before the exams yeah and then oh. obviously that takes a lot of um out of people because then we're doing a lot of like night before revision to kind of cram it all in because it's like kind of gone through one ear out the other because there's so much. Yeah. I definitely agree that maybe the difficulty itself hasn't changed so much, but it's definitely the amount I think makes it appear a lot more difficult because like you say, if someone's not too great at memorising something, yeah, then that's obviously going to affect how they do. And yes. that's what's so great about coursework. And kind of, I guess, the closest thing that I had to that was my drama performances, because um, I did one devised performance and one scripted performance, as well as a written exam. So I know a lot of people in my class who didn't do too well on the written exam, but then had that sort of 40 to 50% of their grade um, yes. amount to the, their performances and how well they did practically. Exactly. And, and it is a practical, I mean, I know there are there is theory to it, but you know, drama, arts, all those sort of things. They're very much practical um, exams, aren't they? So it, it should be a balance between the theory and the, the practical side. Oh, 100%, 100%. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's pretty much everything that we wanted to cover. Um, just, um, can I just say, before we finish this off, oh, I'm yeah. re really proud of how you've done, considering what you all went through. And, um, yeah, super proud of you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing thank you very moment. much, Mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay uh yeah so um thank you guys for listening i hope you guys kind of related to everything that was said um and also like good luck to this year to come with their gcse's obviously kind of no one really knows what that's going to look like if it's going to be affected at all in some way um but yeah let's hope we eventually get back to some sort of norm and some sort of examination that's really fair to everyone's strengths and not just solely written based um so yeah thank you very much for listening and we'll see you in the next section bye okay um and welcome back to this uh, next section uh, still with my mum Right. Uh, <laughs> and so for this um, section, we're going to be talking about something, obviously, that follows on very nicely from uh, our first section about the GCSEs. Um, and that is new starts, specifically gearing towards like starting A-levels um, 
and stuff like that. But also I know quite a lot of people, uh, I've got a few people that are starting out um, with secondary school as well. So I guess that kind of applies to the same sort of scenario and kind of how to approach that as well. Um, so I guess the first question I want to ask you, having been someone that's kind of gone through this already, uh, what were your main fears towards starting sick form? Um, well, I stayed at my school for um, my A-levels. So um, the one thing I didn't have to worry about was meeting new people and that sort of thing, because obviously we'd all been together throughout our whole school. So that was fine. But probably yeah. my biggest fear was that I had chosen the right subjects. Right. And why um, was that, do you think? I think because even at the end of my GCSEs, I didn't know exactly what I really wanted to do. Um, and when I was at school, we didn't have the support from the teachers as you guys do. Um, so we were kind of left on our own to really make our choices. Mm -hmm. um, did, you, did you feel like, because I know a lot of people have actually said this to me, and I know it's like different times and stuff, but like, did you feel pressured by your parent in any way um to like pick a specific subject or were you kind of just given that freedom um funny enough not by my parent but my best friend at the time um was like the best linguist ever I mean she was she, she was so good at foreign languages yeah um and so my teachers and everybody really at school kind of almost assumed that I would take that too because because she was taking it. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I took French as an A-level and it's my probably biggest regret. I, I really wish I hadn't taken it. And I think I was probably persuaded a lot by by other people thinking that I was as good as she was and I was nowhere near as good as she was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really struggled with, with French A-level. And also, I, I, it'd be interesting to see actually when you start your A-levels, how you feel about the jump from GCSEs to A-levels. Mm. Um, because I found it quite quite difficult. I, I thought the jump was quite big. Yeah. Um, the, the sort of amount of stuff that you learn for GCSE compared to A-level is quite different. Um, but is that, is that balanced out, do you think, by the fact that it's obviously less subjects? Or would you say in it's pretty much the same as GCSEs because the amount of work for every subject is increased and that kind of sort of like it, it makes it the same as having all those subjects in the GCSEs it does it does balance it out and obviously you you are doing fewer and hopefully you're doing the subjects that you enjoy which makes a huge difference oh that's true mm. um but but the amount of work and also the amount of work obviously like you touched upon in the first part that you have to do on your own your own learning um it is massively increased you know uh, it's a lot of work a levels and you know i did really enjoy it except for my french a level which yeah. obviously i hadn't taken <laughs> yeah i think actually kind of i know you started talking about it in the first section but in some ways i do think that that first lockdown um for kind of obviously the older years that are going into um a levels so our year but also the year below us as well um i think that like requirements to do a lot of the work by yourself when obviously zooms and stuff weren't set up and different things like that 
having the independence to say right I've got to do this work I've got to time when I do this work when I send it in that's obviously going to carry on to A levels so would you say having like watched me obviously do that and stuff would you say that's going to help me when I start A levels definitely definitely you've shown that you can work on your own that you can um, put the extra work in and you know if you want to do well at A levels that's what you're going to have to do um, you know I know you get treated more like a, an adult which is great you get more freedoms um, but you also get free periods that are meant to be study time and obviously quite a lot of people don't use them for study time yeah. I mean, me included <laughs> don't get me wrong I spent a lot of time in a certain cafe in Rose Hill <laughs> instead of studying <laughs> Um, but yeah, the fact that you've shown that you you can off, off your own back do that, I think that that's a great start for you, definitely. So the next question to ask, I guess, then is kind of like, did you have a specific thought process entering sick form? Obviously, like you said at the beginning, you didn't have the factor of, right, you know, it's new people because it wasn't because mostly in sick forms, it's people that you already know. Yeah. But were you was your thought press process towards starting A-level quite negative? Like, oh my God, I'm going to fail. It's really difficult. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Or would you say it was quite positive? Like, actually, I've got a lot of my own choices now. It's a lot more down to what I, you know, need to do to do well. I'm actually looking quite forward to it. Or would you say it's a mix? Uh, it was definitely a mix for me. I was really excited to, to start my next part of my journey um, I was really excited to do the subjects that I really wanted to do for me was English and history were my my big loves. And, and so I was really looking forward to that. Um, but I also had um, reservations, as I said already, about choosing my third one, which was French. And for the first couple of terms, I really struggled. Um, and I think for you guys now, you seem to have a lot more support. They seem to really keep an eye on how you're doing and I think at some places you can even change um which A levels you're doing if you really feel you've made the wrong decision which yeah is great which is fantastic because I I didn't get that chance and I really wish that I had um out of interest what subject would you have changed French to oh that's difficult um possibly Spanish really I mean I did love languages but French just wasn't my natural. I was more a natural at Spanish mm-hmm. um, or maybe even art. I really loved art. Um, I just didn't think I was good enough to do A-level. But, um, yeah, and obviously the options we had then are were far fewer than what you guys do now. I mean, they do sociology, um, psychology, criminology, all those things I would have absolutely jumped at to to have done, but they didn't have them when I was at school. So um, you guys are really lucky that, that you've got so many good subjects to choose from. And obviously as well, I might be wrong in saying this, but BTECs, did you have BTECs? There was BTECs, there were BTECs, yeah. So um, I don't know so much about that because I didn't go down that route, but um, yeah, there were BTECs. So do you feel that, are you excited about the subject choices that you've made? Um, Yeah, I definitely am. Just for like some backstory, um, the choices that I'm probably going to go for subjects um, are English literature, A-level, film studies, A-level, and then acting, B-tech, because they don't offer drama A-level. So I'm definitely like 
really looking forward to um, English and acting because I know they're two things that I really enjoy. Obviously, like one of my career paths is to be an actor. So yeah. that's kind of vital for me to do. And yeah. I know I'm going to enjoy it because I've researched the syllabus online, looked and I was like, oh my God, wow. It's like Shakespeare, Brecht, Stanislavski, all that sort of Methodist stuff that I'm really interested in. Yeah. And like you say, that's kind of what it comes down to. Like if you're going to enjoy your sub subject, it's got to be what you want to do. Yes. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. English, 100%. Um, that was really fun for me personally in GCSE. So I know you've said to me already that it's going to be quite a big jump um, from the GCSE to the A-level for English. Yes. Um, but it's definitely something I think I can handle. Um, and then my third choice, film. I'm obviously like a little reserved about it because I haven't done anything like it before. It wasn't an option that our school was given at GCSE. We had media and stuff, but that was a bit too broad for me personally. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely like a bit sort of like interested in both a good way and a bad way um, of like what film's going to be like. But I definitely think it's going to be fun. Um, and the only thing that kind of crossed my mind really was about the sort of A-level versus B-tech scenario. Like, oh, is a B-tech like worse than an A-level? But I guess one, I have no choice because, you know, they don't offer an A-level. But two, I guess in some way, because a B-tech is more practical, it does suit acting quite well. Definitely, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I definitely think I'm making the right decisions. And I've spoke to a lot of my friends and I know they've had some issues kind of like back and forth between like, oh, shall I go for, I don't know, like maths or shall I go for economics? And it's kind of like weighing up the pros and cons. So it's definitely yeah. like a weird sort of scenario. And like, you know, in the back of your mind, this is a choice that is going to affect my next two years. Yes, so it's quite um, a, big, a big thing, isn't it, to make the right decision. But um, at least you get a chance, you know, you've got your choices day, haven't you, where you can um, make sure that you definitely are choosing the right subjects. I mean, I think things like that are great now that that you get to do that, because as I say, we didn't have that. You know, we made our choice and that was it. We stuck to it. Mm -hmm. So I think I it's great that you've got an option to to try out whether you the subjects that you're going to do are the right ones. And as well as the choices day, specifically for my college, um, we had a sort of performing arts summer school. Yeah. Um, sadly, I got COVID from it, <laughs> but we'll push that aside. Um, but that was definitely a really nice and interesting experience because obviously I've got to meet a lot of new people because obviously going to a college, it's not a sick form where you know everyone. Um, yeah. It's a whole new start. Obviously, there'll be maybe a few familiar faces, but it's mostly the unknown. Um, so to get to do that and kind of one, do the subject that I'm really going to enjoy, sort of acting, musical theatre, blah, blah, blah um doing that was really nice but then also getting to like meet people with a similar mindset as me wanting to do those subjects because unfortunately from my school uh my secondary school there weren't too many sort of drama orientated people no um so to meet loads of people like that was really nice and kind of quite refreshing and it's also taken the weight off my shoulder of like one of my worries that I wasn't going to know anyone starting in September Yes. Because now I've met like a really nice group of sort of drama people. And, um, you know, I know a few people that I'm going to take the train with and things like that. It kind of like checks all the boxes. So that was, again, like the Choices Day, a really nice thing that they did to make me and so many other people feel a lot more comfortable starting. Yes. So 
another question I want to ask you, obviously we've kind of gone over like the initial worries of, oh, am I doing the right subjects? Oh, I'm not going to know anyone. Oh, it's a new, if it's a college, it's a new place. I don't know. Um, what do you think is the best way to kind of like change your mindset to being positive towards it and thinking, actually, this is going to be good. It's a, you know, a new start, the next chapter. Like what are some tips and tricks to kind of think more positively towards it? I think that's it. The biggest thing is to try and um, have a positive mindset and and think that this is the next step to your to your journey. Um, and I remember seeing on a program once um, a, a thing they did where they took all the because obviously you're going to be nervous. Even confident people are going to be nervous of a new situation or new people. But I think to try and take those nerves and turn them into more of an excitement. Yeah. Um, almost, almost trick your mind into thinking okay I'm not really nervous about this I'm actually really excited about it yeah I think that's a really good way to think of it um, but I'm probably not the best person to give advice because as you know I, even as an adult I, I'm not very confident in new situations so um, I'm really proud of you again that that you know you're really going for it and um and yeah, you seem a lot more confident than I would have been at your age. That That's really great. I definitely think it's like having you like there who has gone through it all. And I know I've got someone that I can turn to for these next two years when I'm like, oh, I'm uncertain about this. And kind of like I can reference about your time and your experiences. And that's really comforting to me. And yeah. I feel a lot less stressful because of that. But yeah, I definitely think, obviously, I know you're quite a shy person. And especially at that time, you were quite a shy person as well. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that's just kind of the actor in me, though. Um, <laughs> that's made me quite confident about things. And I'm not like dissing anyone or like disrespecting my school. But like, I'm just excited to have a fresh start. Like, it yeah. was five years that I've, I was at that school for. Um, obviously, disregarding the time off of COVID. But it's just it's nice to kind of like for me personally I'm definitely that sort of person that's like if it's a new start I want a sort of fresh start new place new people um I definitely think I suit that but I totally sympathize with people who are staying at sick form and just you know want that familiar surrounding if that means they're gonna thrive better I definitely respect that yeah I mean that was me for sure I, I I wouldn't have wanted to go to a new place for a levels that that would have made me even more nervous than I was already so being in the same surroundings for me with the same people definitely worked for me but you know everyone's different and um you know you've got to go with what what's right for you yeah so kind of just to like wrap it up what would your like final advice be to people like me or also just like people that are starting any sort of like secondary school or like a club or some sort of new experience a new start like having been through quite a lot of times in that scenario throughout your life whether it be like we say starting a levels but also you starting a job or um you know joining different sort of groups and clubs and things throughout your life what would advice would you give to everyone being in that boat i think just you know there's nothing wrong with being nervous about a new start no matter what it is job or school um everyone's nervous and I think that's what you've got to think it's not just you everyone feels the same in that situation um but 
as I'm sure you can remember from starting secondary school, you know, within a few months, you felt like you'd been there forever. Oh, 100%. You know, you got to meet some really nice people and you just got to, I don't know, see the the positive to it all and, and think that whatever you're doing it's your next step on your adventure in in life and just enjoy it as much as you can really and I definitely think like one thing that I've learned and I know it's a big thing to say like I said I'm, I'm quite a confident person anyway but like the thing I've learned especially throughout secondary school and I'm going to go into college thinking this same mindset is just to put yourself out there like don't be afraid to do something that you're passionate about because I think doing that really helped me like make friends and like talking to people and that these people that I spoke to in year seven literally were my friends and like my rocks throughout the whole of the five years and that just shows that like me putting myself out in that sense meant that my five-year experience was amazing because I did that and like other things like you know they're joining the clubs and stuff and blah 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 blah. it just showed that really putting yourself out there as much as you feel comfortable to obviously um can make your experience so much better and like don't think what anyone else you know is going to think about it because it's your experience it's your life and I definitely think now going into a level it's the next step I'm definitely going to think in that mindset that's good that's great that's lovely to hear because as I say that's completely opposite to how I was at your age (laughs) And I really wish I had had that confidence that you have. So I think that's that's amazing that you feel like that. Well, that kind of wraps up this episode, uh, the finale of this season. I can't believe it. Um, so thank you very much, Mum, <laughs> for being on the episode with me. Thank you for having me. Um, it was definitely a nice final guest to end the final episode of this season. Um, just like a little added note, I just really want to say thank you to everyone who has stuck by me with starting this podcast and has listened to I I would say every episode but just a episode like at all like just having that time to sit down and listen to something that I've really put my heart and soul into like every week I honest to god really appreciate it um and I'm planning a season two that will kind of come out like mid-September but that's only because I feel so confident with all of you guys' support. Um, and I was so nervous starting out this podcast in June. And I was like, oh, my God, are people going to like it? But to be here, you know, sat here now filming the 10th episode, it's just like, it's amazing. And I feel like really happy about it. So thank you guys so much for the support. It means so much. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed this sort of like finale special Uh, It's definitely something that a lot of the audience of this podcast can relate to. So hopefully it's helped calm your nerves a bit about starting new stuff and also kind of giving you like a reflection on GCSEs as well. And like looking forward to the future a lot more positive. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. And I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Thanks again to my mum for coming on to this. Um, And we'll see you very, very soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you.